This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about you here during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com. And while on the website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions uh, that you may have. Uh, We can set up a meeting either face-to-face or virtually, given what's going on, and I can answer those questions and see how we can help you. You know, during today's show, we're going to take a look at how to build a more... um, comprehensive plan to make sure that you have the financial confidence in three critical periods of one's life, right? The 20 and 30 year olds, 50 year olds, and those that are in retirement. I hear all the time when I talk to someone who is in their 20s or 30s uh, that, oh, I didn't know you could help me. I, as a financial advisor, I only thought you worked with pre-retirees or what have you. And the truth is, at any point in your life, once you're out of college, it makes sense to, to work with a financial professional um, so that we can set things up in your 20s and 30s, make sure things in your 50s are all set, and also when you retire, uh, to make sure that your retirement down the road uh, is going to be uh, what you want it to be, but also make sure your financial situation at your current stage of life is also sound uh, uh, and has good foundations. But before we get into that in detail, I want to bring in my uh, co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing great, Peter. Thanks for asking. And I'm so excited to be on the show with you today because this is a great topic. And it sounds like you've done your research on this. And I know you have a lot of experience with this and helping your clients and people that you talk to. So this is going to be a good one. And I've been great, you know, just suffering through the winter and the cold <laughs> cold weather, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, boy, the cold, I, I could sure live without it. How about you? How have you been doing? Uh, I've been, I've been doing well. Thanks. Busy, also cold, um, <laughs> with a snowstorm impending, you know, it's, it's, it's right in the heart of winter. So it's what it's supposed to be. You just kind of Pray for it to be warm soon. That's all. But uh, no, overall, overall, I'm doing well. <laughs> oh, there's his soundboard there's the, again. There's the trombone, the sad trombone. Yeah. Uh, well, as as I say all the time, the great part is we live in a part of the world in which we do get four different seasons. So when you get sick of one, the next one's usually right around the corner. So yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. You know, I lived in Southern California for about five and a half years. And yeah. uh, you miss the seasons. You know, I grew up in Minnesota um, where we did have, you know, uh, six to nine months of winter, but then we did have yeah. spring, summer and fall in there. And so we yep. did have distinct seasons. And, and uh, that in California, it's hard. Like California and Florida, you do not have seasons, especially California. It is just, yeah. it's the same. It's, oh, it's sunny and 70. How about that? And, and that's why so which, many people which live are- there. However... It, it does. Psychologists say that's not necessarily the best thing for people. 
<laughs> Though right now, I think all of us would be happy with sunny and 70 all the time, given <laughs> given where we are. But you're right. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. The, the seasons are important yeah, to uh, are. to just the, our, our daily rhythm. Yeah. So. Well, and, you know, you've, you've definitely picked an intriguing topic today. I'm eager to talk about, you know, that first chapter, you know, when we're in mm. our 20s and 30s, because so much of retirement marketing out there focuses on people who are close to punching the time clock. I mean, the 55 plus crowd. And as you and I both know, getting for retirement is a process that needs to begin a long time uh, before you're done working, right? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you need to start, uh, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you need to start planning financially now, right? Both for retirement, but again, you know, it's going to be a double, uh, two different topics that are going to interweave in today's show. It's all, it's planning for retirement, but it's also making sure your financial situation today um, is on sound footing. So to me, there are, there are four top things in your 20s and 30s that you really need to think about to make sure that you're heading in the right direction, both for financial um, security, but also for a, a retirement that you really want. You know, they are creating a budget, making sure that you're using retirement savings accounts whenever possible, making a big decision about college. If you have kids, you know, you have to have start thinking about, okay, what are we going to do about college? And also looking at life insurance. Those are the, those are the big ones to me in that age group. Well, yep, those are those are huge. So let's start with the budget. You use the B word, <laughs> budget, yep. which is a dirty word to some people, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, but why is that important? Well, Tony, you need to create a budget because it's going to help you prioritize what's going on in your life, right? It's a means of carving out savings both for the short term, but also for the long term um, for your retirement accounts, right? Having a budget is going to help you understand where, where the money's coming from, how is it coming in and also how it is going out. Truth of the matter is it is, it is one of the foundational aspects of planning. It's good old uh, fashioned meat and potatoes, uh, financial advice. You know, you have increasing costs, you may have student loans, you may have rent that's going up. Um, you need to understand how you are going to deal with those fluctuations, but also carve out money every paycheck to go into some sort of savings. A budget is going to help you keep focused and in touch with your uh, expenses so that you can uh, make sure you're reaching your goals, whether they are your small saving goals as well as your large savings goals. Okay. So setting goals, obviously that's huge. Now, uh, when you're still in your 20s, though, any amount of money you set aside for retirement can potentially grow into a nice chunk of change 40 years down the road, right? I mean, that's exactly right, Tony. This is the this is the conf- concept of uh, compounding interest, right? If you have 40 years uh, timeline to retirement, any sort of money that you can put away um, now is what you want to do because you have time to let that money grow. And the easiest way and the most effective way to do that is use uh, 401k plans that you may have through your employer, right? We, we beat this to death on this show. We do a whole shows on 401ks, but we do that because it is so important. Those types of savings, uh, retirement savings accounts uh, are going to be one of the main pillars for your retirement down the road. Social security is going to be one of them, but the money that you've stashed away in a 401k, a 403b, any of those types of accounts over the years uh, is what you're going to probably use as another pillar of income when you get to retirement. That's why it's so important to make sure that you are participating in those accounts um, and using them to their maximum uh, possibility. And what I mean by that is, uh, 
you know, oftentimes 401k will have a, an employer match, right? So you're putting money away, you're saving money, but the employer is probably going to reward you essentially for putting money in there and give you an additional sort of compensation. So for example, if you put six percent into an account your employer may match a th- may match half that so they're going to put an additional three percent that's nine percent of your paycheck every week going into a 401k plan wow. on top of growth that's going to occur over time so it's a really powerful way even when you're just starting out and you only can put a couple bucks in there to start growing retirement savings breaking news <laughs> breaking news do not leave free money sitting on the table Right. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. Well, so, yep. so Peter, what's next? So, so as I mentioned, the third bullet here is especially for those that are in their twenties and thirties and have children. Uh, it's the, the conversation about college, right? And I do this with, with this, age, you know, when I meet with folks that are this age group, I ask all the time, what is your commitment to paying for college for your children? And usually it's either they want to do everything, they want to help, or they're going to say, hey, look, they're going to be on their own and we'll help where we can. But it's important conversation because any money, generally any money that you're going to divert towards college savings is probably money that is being diverted away from re- your retirement savings. Additionally, uh, what's going to happen is your children are going to go off to college when you're just in those pre-retirement years, some of those mm. critical planning years. So, so what do you recommend? It's important to, yeah, so it's important to to think about this. And, you know, that's a tough question, Tony. What do I recommend? It's going to be individualized. But there are some big picture things that I say to folks that are in this situation. The first one is, look, higher education is very likely going to change, right? If you have a newborn baby today, 18 years from now, the landscape of, of what higher ed costs, what's it going to look like is very likely going to be different. So you have to think about that when you're storing away money. Secondly, keep this in mind. You always can finance college, right? You cannot finance your retirement. So you have to prioritize and and figure out where do you want to put the money down the road. And the last piece is, you know, there are specialized accounts for college and, and oftentimes they are actually not the best way to save for for um for higher education, especially if you live in New Hampshire. So to me, it's really crucial for this question to talk with a financial service professional to really understand what your options are and really understand the impact of saving for college. There's no right or wrong answer. I want to make that clear, but you should understand, you know, what's going to happen if we, you know, go down a path of saying, I want to fully fund my, my kid's education down the road. Right. Well, and it's it's important, and that's something a lot of people, I think, struggle with. So what do you have next for us? <laughs> so, so the last piece I want to touch upon for this age group is life insurance. And I know it's huh. not the most exciting topic in the world, and, and I often get the, oh, God, he's going to talk to me about life insurance look when it comes up in conversation. But here's the deal. Life insurance is especially important for a married couple, and it's really, really important if you have children, Right. Life insurance is that payout, if something happens to you, is going to really be the financial security that your family is going to have. It replaces the income that's lost from your passing. It replaces the retirement savings that is lost uh, when you pass away. It's going to service the debts that you as a couple may have incurred. It's also going to make up for that college savings, if that's something. That life insurance is, is a foundational aspect of your family's planning. And yes, you're not going to see the benefits of it. I know that. But it's it is going to leave those that are left behind on a a solid financial footing so that they're not going to have to make drastic changes to their lives or drastic decisions um, if something were to happen to you. 
Well, and I think that's really important. And, and uh, you know, this is a really great topic. And I, you never think about life insurance if you're in your 20s or 30s. However, if you're, um, if you're married, especially, and, mm-hmm. and have children, of course, uh, either one or both, uh, then it would be. You're right, because you want to protect the surviving spouse and your family. You don't want to leave them in a bad situation. Well, you know, this has been a great show. I mean, we're talking about preparing for retirement and uh, basically in three stages, and we've covered your 20s and 30s. Uh, so where are we headed now? So so next, Tony, I want to kind of jump. Sorry, 40-year-olds, we're going to jump over you, but we're going to go to to those that are in their <laughs> 50s. And, and and this is kind of a crucial age because this is where you're starting to really think about, okay, I'm going to probably retire here in the next decade. What do I need to be doing? And so to me, we're going to re- the first thing is we're going to revisit that B word is look at your budget. It goes back to looking at your budget because there's two main reasons for this. One, your, your lifestyle, your situation has probably drastically changed from when you were in your 20s and 30s, right? Your, your incomes hopefully have changed. They've gone up. Expenses have changed. Kids have moved out. Um, or they, some of them may have moved back in, who knows, but you want to make sure that you, you are looking at your budget and that you update it on an annual basis. And it's crucial to have a budget at this age, uh, age point, because oftentimes this budget in your fifties is going to be what you're going to use to try to figure out your budget in retirement. Now, obviously things in retirement are going to change and expenses will change, but at least this is going to start to be your baseline so that you can start figuring out, all right, do I have enough income or am I going to have a, uh, an income gap in retirement and I have a, another decade to try to figure out how I'm going to fill that income gap. So again, you know, it's simple, basic financial advice, but a budget is going to be a huge tool here when you're in your 50s to start getting uh, what I call that pre-retirement um, picture together. Yeah, I, I think a budget is important at each stage, but especially now, and you have to change the way you work it. So uh, also working with a financial professional uh, is important. So what's next? So so the next, in your, in your 50s, in your, again, pre-retirement area, then the next piece you really need to take a look at is your investment risk, right? So by this point, let's hope you've, you've been stashing money away in retirement accounts, your 401ks, your Roths, your IRAs. At this point, you, you have a solid nest egg. The question is, um, I have this nest egg. I need it in, in 10 years. What do I do with it? A lot of times there's a temptation to up the risk and kind of say, okay, I got 10 years. I'm going to up my risk here with the hope that I'm going to get greater returns and I can build this nest egg even faster. The risk in doing that, though, is if there's some sort of significant correction or market downturn, now all of a sudden 30% of your portfolio has been wiped out and you're now going to have to possibly delay your retirement plans um, or significantly change them. Mm. And so one of the things to think about it is if you're within that 10 years or less of retirement, right? If you say you're 55 and you plan to retire at 63, you know, you're less than 10 years away from it. Now's the time to really think about, okay, how can I actually protect my downside risk so that I'm not dealing with significant market movement to the to the downside, but also allow my assets to grow. And, and there's ways to do that. We won't get into it in detail, but overall, it's really making sure you're being strategic with your investments at this point to make sure that you have that money there when you need it to create income for when you retire down the road. Yeah, that's huge. That is huge. And, and, and there are vehicles, retirement vehicles out there that can help you do that as well. 
Yeah. Um, and pre- but preparing for retirement is more than just investments, right? You have to have a plan. Yeah, absolutely. And and I have this conversation with people all the time. Uh, and it's the first person that the first question they ask is, you know, what what do I need to do with my investments? And obviously that's a critical part, right? That is a critical part where where I as a financial service professional will work with someone to figure out what they should do with their investments, especially given the conversation we just had about investment risk. But the truth of the matter is in your 50s at this point, this is the perfect time to really start creating that holistic plan, right? I can't tell you how many times someone will say to me, well, I'll figure it out when I retire. Well, it's too late at that point. You should be developing this plan now, you know, a plan that's going to take into account your investments, that's going to figure out, do you have an income gap and how are we going to fill that gap when you get to retirement? How are we going to handle taxation? Because guess what? When you retire, you're going to get taxed still. How are we going to make sure that doesn't eat away at your income? How are you dealing with social security? How are you dealing with long-term care? All those pieces should be considered at this point when you're in your 50s so that we can create a plan. Now, of course, this plan isn't going to be written in stone, and it shouldn't be, but at least it gives us a baseline to work from that if something changes or you say, you know what, you know, Peter, I want to retire three years earlier, we can we can kind of change things around to make it work as opposed to just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And that really hits home for me. I mean, when it comes to your retirement plan and a portfolio, uh, getting a second opinion from someone you trust is huge. Yeah, Tony, it is huge. And I would say, you know, sitting down with a financial service professional like ourselves is going to be um, a key way, one, to create a plan and to look at your budget, to look at your investments, to do all of those things. And if that's something you're interested in, you know, give us a call, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at theivag.com. And we'll sit down and have that conversation with you, book an appointment. Again, we'll do it in person or virtually um, and start taking a look at what's it going to take for you to retire um, when you want to. Um, can you do that? And you know, how do we create a plan that's going to be holistic for you um, that takes into all the, the different pieces of your financial life um, to make sure things are going in the direction they should? Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, that that's what makes this discussion so important, looking at strong financial steps during the three critical chapters of your life. We talked about your 20s and 30s and now your 50s. Uh, And, you know, it's probably now time to look at uh, some of the financial steps you might want to be prepared to take when you actually retire. So your 60s and beyond. What do you have first for us? Well, Tony, you're not going to be surprised when I say this, um, but once you hit retirement, the first thing you need to do is take a look at your Budget. Budget. (laughs) There you go. Take a look at your budget. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Because again, this is going to be the foundational aspect to make sure that you're going to be able to do what you want in retirement, right? Your budget is going to tell you, all right, here are my fixed expenses, right? So here are my expenses for housing and food and transportation and insurance and debt payments, right? Here's everything I know I have to pay. And then everything you want to do above and beyond that is really uh, more of a spending plan, right? I want to spend money on going on vacation and playing golf and visiting my grandchildren. But if you don't, if you don't know what's going out for expenses that are required, and you don't know what you have for a surplus for doing all the fun things in retirement, then then 
you know, things should go off the rails and you may run out of money 10 years into retirement. And that's not a place you want to be. So it goes back to, you know, the, the thread here is, is budgeting is important. It's but important when you're in your twenties and thirties, when you're in your fifties, and especially when you retire, because it's going to be the foundational concept that is going to guide your financial decisions as you move along. Right. Right. And then, and then maybe downsizing might be a part of all this too. I mean, let's not forget uh, that's after you're retired. Yeah. After you're retired, maybe you want to let somebody else worry about mowing the lawn, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, that's all part. In the budget, you're going to take a look at, at at the house. And this is maybe even something a conversation to have in your 50s, but certainly taking a look at, okay, you know, am I holding on to this house for my family that only visits me twice yeah. a year where I could where I could downsize, I cash out on some of the equity in my house that now I can use that to to have fun with, and I've also lowered my responsibilities. I bought I buy a two bedroom townhouse and they plow and they mow the lawn and they take care of everything for me. Um, it, that budget is going to start to kind of make those things uh, look real for you. Obviously, there's some emotional attachment if you're attached to a house, what have sure. you. But again, yeah, downsizing is all yep. going to be part of that budget or a part of that budget discussion, yeah. right? Because it, it may free up your time and it's going to free up some money for you potentially. Sure. So what's next? What's the next thing you need to look at in your 60s or once you retire? Well, it's going to be social security, right? I alluded to this before you, you have your 401k money. That's going to, or your, I call it qualified money, money and say a retirement accounts. That's going to be a pillar, what I call a pillar of your, your retirement um, income. But the other one for the vast majority of us is going to be social security, right? It's going to be one of the streams of income um, that you're going to use for the duration of your retirement. And there's a lot of different steps to to taking Social Security and a lot of different options, right? As we all know, you could take Social Security as early as 62. The drawbacks of that is you're going to get less money. Um, you're also going to get when they do those cost of living adjustments, they're not going to be as big um, as they may be uh, or they would be if you wait until 70, right? Because when you 70, your, your benefit will have ro- rolled up significantly. But the trade-off's going to be if you wait to your 70s, how are you going to fund your retirement if you've decided to retire early? So it's key to make sure, you, you, again, you work with a financial service professional to try to pigeonhole what the, the perfect strategy is for you in your situation, especially if you're a married couple, because being married opens the door to a lot of different filing strategies that could really maximize the amount of money you get out of the program over your lifetime. Well, yeah, and that's what you want to do is maximize that social security benefit. And I know you even have a report that you can run. And uh, I think social security for some is just thought of as a check that box and move on. But in truth, it's really, uh, it requires a lot of thought and strategy and it's not something to take casually. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, uh, mention the report, the, the social security max report is pretty it's a pretty powerful tool. It's pretty cool because it allows us to, to put numbers in it to your situation. It spits out a, a, a detailed process for when you should take your benefits, you and your spouse, um, down to the month, right? Um, and it allows us to figure out how to maximize your lifetime benefits. So it's a really powerful tool. And you have to remember with Social Security, it's not just as simple as you know checking the box and moving on because Social Security creates excess taxation, um, it, it's going to, the program's going to change per se. All these things need to be uh, taken into account 
into an overall retirement plan. So if you're retired, retired, you need to understand, hey, look, I have Social Security coming into my household. What does that mean for me uh, in the big picture? And, and that's what this report does. And also that's what working with a financial service professional is going to do. It's going to give you advice that, let's say, the Social Security Administration just can't give you when you go and claim your benefits. Yeah, good point. And I think that's really important to note. And uh, obviously, um, that Social Security maximization is key. But um, also, speaking of Social Security, that's a set amount that you know is going to be there every month in retirement as long as you live. And there is another retirement vehicle that's really popular amongst the baby boomers right now, uh, which would be fixed index annuities which, uh, you know, is basically like yeah. social security where you can get a guaranteed monthly income for life and that can create an additional stream of income. And those, that guarantee is based on the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. And there are many advantages to that, you know, but you have to look and again, meet with a financial professional to make sure that's right for your particular situation. Correct. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. I mean, fixed index annuities, especially if you're going to use them for for creating income, can be pretty powerful for people's situations. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you never want to put all of your money into a, in a, a fixed index annuity or any annuity, right? You want to have some flexibility. But if you can carve a portion of your retirement savings and create a, 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 a an annuity that's going to produce essentially a paycheck to you, every month for the rest of your life and oftentimes for the rest of both your life and your spouse's life, um, maybe to fill that income gap or what have you. It's a really powerful tool when you partner it with Social Security and a pension, let's say, um, to having uh, to having financial security in retirement, but also making sure that your money never really runs out. So yeah, it's certainly something to talk about and uh, an avenue to pursue when you create a financial plan with a financial service professional um, using fixed index annuities to augment your income in retirement, sure. without a doubt. And it has to be a balance. You can't put all your eggs Absolutely. in one basket. Uh, you don't want everything yep. in a, an annuity. You don't want to just rely on Social Security. You don't want everything at risk in the market. You have to have a balance, especially at that point in your life. But uh, where does long-term care fit into a financial strategy for retirees? It, it comes along in this third stage, obviously. Yeah, so this is the the last piece I want to talk about, Tony. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, when we're talking about being in retirement, you know, long-term care, when you think about the fact that it, most people at some point are going to need some degree of long-term care as they get older, whether that means uh, rehab, whether that means their end-of-life uh, end situations, what have you, long-term care is going to be important. Unfortunately, those types of, of uh, that type of care is very expensive. For example, if you were out in California uh, and you need to go into some sort of private nursing home, you're looking at $110,000 annually for that, that nursing home. Now, other places, other parts of the country may be less expensive, but the truth of the matter is if for some reason your spouse had to go into a, a facility uh, and it's costing you a hundred grand a year, that's going to eat away at your retirement savings. And so what you really need to think about is how can I protect the, the money that I've saved um, so that it's not going to either be um, impacted at all, or at least I can mute the impact of these long-term care costs. And there's ways to do that with um, specific insurance products, what have you. But you really need to be thinking about long-term care because uh, otherwise you're going to be exposing all the money you've saved for retirement, might get diverted 
into some of the, the costs for long-term care and your surviving spouse all of a sudden is going to be left with a, a, a much diminished retirement savings to live off for the rest of their life. Well, and nobody wants that. So I, I think we've no. uh, done a great overview in talking about the financial steps and the three stages uh, of life. So a great show today, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Peter? Yeah, I'll just reiterate it. At any age group, it's a perfect time to, to be thinking about one, your financial life as it stands right now, but also thinking about retirement and how can we plan to get to that goal. Um, so if you want to sit down and have a conversation with me uh, about creating that plan for whatever stage you're at, give me a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us on the, uh, online at theivag.com. There you can book an appointment. Uh, again, we'll do it virtually or in person, whatever you're comfortable with, and, and we'll start that conversation about what's going on in your, your, your life, your financial world, um, and how can we make sure that you're heading in the right direction whatever your goals are. All right. Sounds good. And that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. See everyone next show. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Loffenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.